never called you a piece of shit. You said fuck me. You said fuck you. you I said, don't recall. You said fuck you. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I don't think I said it that way. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sure over there there were some times years ago where I may have felt that way, but I don't think I ever said it to you. I never said that about you. Coming soon to the Tokyo Smoke Show. Bedlam Burgers Bath and Beyond. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is a bar off Route 66 in Texas, El Paso. Talking about the Bedlam Burgers Bath and Beyond. You can not only get the old school feel of a burger place, but you can also get the awesome benefits of a bathhouse. If you've never been to one, you need to get the Bedlam, ladies and gentlemen. Now. I'm ready to go, Big Papa Bear. You have tuned in to the Tokyo Smoke Show. Raspberry Boogie and the Tokyo Smoke Show Man, I don't wanna hear nothing else on my radio Turn up the volume, peace speak volumes First class ass every episode also Raspberry Boogie and the Tokyo Smoke Show Man, I don't wanna hear nothing else on my radio Turn up the volume, peace speak volumes First class ass every episode also What's happening, good people? What is going on? It is I, captain of the vessel, miss your head of Toke Nation. It is I, Tokyo Jameson. I'm just relieved. Glad to be in the place with you right now, sitting in my green light, feeling quite breezy, quite easy, quite cover girl. But I'm not alone. Not tonight. Because I never am. Y'all don't just want to hear me. I mean, granted, I can tell y'all some phenomenal stories, but I'd much rather have a guest. And this guest is special. Special because, let's go. Let's go down the list of boxes to check about this song bitch right here. This song bitch right here was once my tag team partner, tag team champ of a show some of you know about called Dinner Time. This has been my nail carter in my life now for going on 10 years in 2022. I'm saying this is none other than the student of the game, leader of House Nash. Don't mess with him on the fucking Dolphin Wire. Listen to the shows this man drops. His voice is velvet. And if you ain't wet just by the introduction, let him open his fucking mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Kyle motherfucking Nash. Hey, 
Oh, Lordy. See, I mean, with that intro, you call me no cur, I'm about to tell you to give me a break, fool. Shit. <laughs> Anyways, how do I even follow that up? I'm going to do it this way because I know here on the illustrial Tokyo Smoke Show that that they smoke is part of the thing and that I am actually the first non-smoking guest on the show. And it's not because I don't respect it, but just my... My nose and my palate can't exactly take it. I get a sore throat. It's very awkward. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are still talking about consuming dank, not anything else. Okay, let's be clear about that. Um, but with that in mind, I don't feel bad reclaiming that title because the person whom you mistakenly bestowed upon that already can take credit for another first in your life. So it's not even a motherfucking problem. <laughs> I see nods, baby. See, see, so... I got Toke on his ass so bad, he forgot that this is radio, not TV, and he's nodding his head like he's headbanging to a damn Smashing pumpkin song. Eh, you know, the little, that slow beat there. So anyways. When, when a person is just speaking truth, it doesn't matter where you are, you just kind of just got to give them the yes effect. I mean, look, all you're doing is speaking truth. If I kept saying, yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't be able to hear you because our voice is kind of morph together and it sounds like well singing so i mean it's like you, I, I don't want to put them to sleep i gotta keep them in it i mean it may sound like whales singing but it's singing while they're making that passionate love so is it really that bad only the passion it's like <laughs> it, it's m m melodic it's like really people go ahead stop for a second imagine two huge whales fuck it to the beat of Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Motherfucking smoke show. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yes. No, but... Well, well, Y'all know what it is. I can't, I can't do a smoke show and not do it right. I need you to grab your J's, grab your blunts, grab your contraband. Before we jump into that, dude, you have to, we, we talked about this, you got to send me in the right direction here. I have my Boegian's Seven Layer Stout, or my Boegian's Modern Traditional, which combines the taste of pineapple and coconut in a cool, crisp, I, I guess you'd call it, it's not quite strong enough to be a Pilsner, maybe it's like, it's, it ain't a Shandy at a 5%, but it's, it's, it's fucking delicious is what it is. Do you have a growler of each, or are these individual? These are each in cans. Now, granted, I have a 14-ounce can and two Sixers, because that's just the way they sell them. But I do have my my uh, special beer club glass that can take either of them all the way. That's what she said. So, um, eventually both, but which first, Smarty Pants? You don't uh, beer like this. Give me that seven layer first because it, it sounds more decadent. Oh, that's because it is, man. Listen, it's it's got a little bit of a vanilla tone to it. All right, that's what I'm talking about, ladies like, and gentlemen. Like people say about my skin color, I have a vanilla tone. A vanilla tone, very very olive, and I did, like. What was it? Did I ever tell you the story? It, 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 there was I was I was on um, a hip hop uh, show once, coming in as a guest as. Kumo Kyle with Captain and Company in the morning. You might have you might have heard a little bit of my stylings there. Yes. And I went on uh, with uh, with with the captain and other uh, gentlemen. By goes by the name of DJ Snake. None of that is important. 
what is important is we were enga- engaged with a uh, with a personality who uh, his shtick is to impersonate an old lady. It's really hilarious. So it's like she just got back from church. He's talking. It's like, you know, they're hey, um, you notice we actually have a white man in the studio tonight. Excuse me. He's oh, he's too, he's just coffee with too much creamer. That's all that is. So <laughs> coffee here's, with too much creamer. With that in mind, here's the pour of the stout into the mic. It's so smooth. It's not even making noise. It really is so smooth. It's coming out just with a little bit more uh, buoyancy molasses, but it's very dark. It's very dark. It looks quite delicious. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got his seven layer. I've got my blood. Let's toast. Bird. I don't know if y'all heard that, but you probably did. I said I wasn't going to do this, and here I am doing this. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, I got Kyle on the show because you're, you're, you're available to be on tonight because the show that you usually record on, Hilarity by Default, hosted by one uh, Demosthenes Euclid, great talent, man, got a lot of love and respect for that guy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're, you know, you're normally on that show on Wednesdays. You guys aren't recording tonight, so you're available to, to link back up with your main Damie. So just um, give me a give give anyone who has not seen that show, give them a uh, I guess a, a Pornhub's tease to 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 what might encourage them to watch the show. Um, uh, what about rather than a Pornhub's cheese? How about like a, an OnlyFans forward? How about that? I'll allow it. Okay, I because I, I'm more familiar with that. You can't escape OnlyFans pages on Twitter. That shit's real. Um, not that I'm complaining necessarily. It's just I wasn't prepared. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna mention whose Twitter feed introduced me to that life, but um, he's he's hitting a blunt pretty hard right now. Anyways, um. No, um, so listen, when it comes to uh, Hilarity by Default, you're going to get a mishmash of Demosthenes, who for all intents and purposes was basically two inches away from being a movie critic and may still go back and do it at some point. And in the words of a wise man, my stankin' ass over here, trying to pretend like he knows what he's talking about as the default in the group who hasn't seen, you know, super duper uber fancy movies to an extent. Although, thanks to Demosthenes, I'm far more qualified than I was three years ago starting the show. And basically what it's become is we're more focused on uh, looking through movies that are uh, considered excellent movies. Arguably classics. Which, by the way, that means they have to be at least 20 years old. There is no such thing as a new classic. Shut your face. It's not a thing. Something has to have existed 20 years to be a classic. That is the rule. If you don't like it, well, hey... At the SOTG, tweet me, and I'm more than happy to tell you how wrong you are. Moving on. Anyways, so we look at these classics that are esteemed and enjoyed, and we go through and we explain why we absolutely agree or um, declare how it's obvious that they've sprinkled a little bit of acid in their uh, analysis, so to speak. And we do so hilarious by default because, you know, it's hilarity by default. That's the name of the damn show. What do you want? That, anyways, no, it really is. It really is fun. Like Tope Nation uh, did used to be involved in su- in one such exchange 
We even explored how Dumbo from the original Dumbo's mom um, was trying to live her best life despite adversity. Now, you know, Toke sold her out as, you know, assuming like she was just getting it on the streets, doing whatever she can to scrape it together. Went through seedy means and was being judged by the elephants. I said, no, the other elephants were jealous of her hustle, working triple shifts at the diner. If you want that conversation about Dumbo's mom, that's what you get from Hilarity by Default. <laughs> There's a fucking advert for you. I love it. So, all right, folks, you just gave y'all a lot. Um, there are a lot of videos um, that I did um, in, in collaboration with those two gentlemen. I loved all of it. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I encourage you to go back and watch it, man, especially if there's some things that you haven't seen. Um, like I'll tell you, the show really got me interested in Alfred Hitchcock, like real world stuff. I didn't know a lot about Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, obviously I know who he was, you know, I knew he had a show back in the day, you know, he was doing his thing like uh, that, but it was limited, you know, like the bird, you know, right. You know, just the, 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 the main headline stuff. Um, but even then, you know, learning, you know, um, all of the work that he did, man, like that cat, that cat is, uh, is sick. And still to this day, I'm saying Strangers on a Train is a movie that I can watch any fucking day. Like that is just the premise that you get on a train and some just random guy just walks up to you and starts talking to you and comes up with this phenomenal premise and say, look, you, you kill my dad, I'll kill your girl. And then he actually goes and kills your girl. Like, come on. If there were a movie that I think that they could try and do now, not going for a line-for-line reboot, but just, like, actually trying to bring that premise back, I would love to see some really talented actors tackle this because, I mean, it can be done very, very well. If you were going to redo this film, or, matter of fact, any Hitchcock film, if you were going to redo it now... Um, tell me what movie and tell me what actor you can see just making it stank. Man, I, you know what? That's that's an interesting premise. I think, like, well, first of all, you can't redo Psycho. You, you just can't. They, uh, that's, tried. That, they They did try, but, I mean, you know, that's up there with uh, Ashton Kutcher thinking he can redo Casablanca. Here's a he never tried because he was booed off the goddamn proverbial stage, but... Um, man, that's good. You know, in the name of conversation, since you made everybody wet for strangers on the train here, um, you caught that H I threw in there, I hope. Um, that's right. Uh, I have Liam Neeson in mind for, for that. And I don't know what, whether he should be, he should be the tennis pro or, or the would be stranger that is met. Uh, I don't know what's a better fit for him there, because it's hard for me to think of Liam Neeson as the bad guy. I like the only time I really saw that he did it was Ra's al Ghul. Well, I'm not here to say he did a bad job. I didn't I've, see enough. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't like you know. It didn't fit. I mean, I know that's a problem you have a lot in your social life, so you probably get past that Tokyo. But Blue. which you know, I mean. People want to talk about being brave enough to compliment you in that way. Listen, I've done it without ever seeing a picture. Moving on. <laughs> See, this is why you got to be careful what you put on those previously ons, man. You you don't know how much I'm going to come away with. And, and, and I called this man the other day 
and put him to task on some of the stuff he said in an episode. And like, listen, uh, uh, proverbially, I'm, I, I was I was the intellectual version of that show, Cops, and I just kicked down his door. And all he could do was look stupid with his shirt off and hands behind his back cuffed. You know. Now, granted, if a young lady did that for you, I'm sure you would be enthused. But I didn't bring any ice house, so it wasn't like that. Anyways. He's not going to tell you the Ice House joke, and I don't blame him. Moving on. So, you got Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I could, if I, if you're going to put Liam Neeson in as the antagonist, okay, then I could see the guy who plays Vision being guy. So here's what's tough, like. What else have I seen him in? I got to think about that. Is he the British dude? And in, in, is he the British dude that plays the 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 Vision? Your pardon expression in a beautiful nine uh, uh, mind for uh, Doctor Nash. I believe so. That's not a bad choice. Then I, I got I got Vision so so much stuck in my head, and like Vision's supposed to be kind of wooden. Like right. this dude. Well, actually, no. That means Liam Neeson would be the dude with all the flash. That would be different. Like. Well, like so, the guy who plays Vision, and I can't think of his name, but I say I the guy yeah. because I figure everyone knows Vision. Um, right now. now, with WandaVision being on right now, how fucking trippy is that goddamn show? By the way, it really is, and we can talk about that next. But all right, so if you look at the Marvel movies, and this is just me talking about the actor now, if you look at the Marvel movies in the introduction of Vision and Age of um and a um Ultron. Mm. Uh, and then how they portrayed that character and now see how he's playing Vision in WandaVision. He's already showing range just in that. But I've right. seen the actual actor play other roles and like you're not looking at Vision. You're looking at who the hell, whoever the hell he's trying to be. So I think he could play Guy where he can play that neurotic, nervous, just like scared guy who should be more confident than he is just based on his talent. Um, but because of everything else going on, he's overwhelmed. Like, I feel like he could play that guy. He also uh, has the look of a tennis pro, too. Not for nothing. So that sells. But if we're going to go with tennis pros, listen. There is a movie out there. I believe it's called... Um, shit. I forget the name of it. It's not Match Point. It's something like that. I I, I I should really know. I have to look this motherfucker up later. I should know the name of this as much as I talk about how much it's awesome. Um, but it's it's one of those movies that 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 is definitely something out of a steamy novel and is a, is also a murder mystery at the same time. But it's Scarlett Johansson and um, Reese Myers. Jonathan uh, is it Jonathan Reese Myers? Oh, uh, shit. Like, his star was really hot for a while. He was Henry VIII, had his own um, series of as young Henry, and then um, he Match was Point? in one of the mission. Was that? Is it called Match Point? I think so. I, I don't remember precisely. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm effing up right now. But the long and the short is, first of all, any movie that's producing steamy scenes with Scarlett Johansson, yes, please, um... But he literally plays a tennis pro in this movie. And, like, I'm trying to get it for context for the people at home so you can picture other stuff he's been in. Um, I think his name's Jonathan Reese Myers. I, I, I feel like I have that right. But 
See, that this is this is this is why Tokyo Jameson calls me a professional. Not only am I talking into the uh, a mic, talking ish. I yeah, Jonathan Reese Myers. I am right. Um, not am I talking to the mic, talking complete ish. I'm actually researching a riff I'm throwing down. Like, how many guests do that? I'm just saying. And I'm not talking trash on your other guests because like they're all fun. Don't get it twisted. I'm just talking about how great I am because my ego is huge. Anyway. <laughs> that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is called loving yourself. Hey, man, listen, with all the chopped liver I was earlier, I might as well, you know, order some of me and have a nice tasty meal. And speaking of chopped liver, ladies and gentlemen, this part of the Tokyo Smoke Show is brought to you by Toon. Spanish style paprika. <laughs> like it spicy, I like it hot. Mmm, bitch. Too. You know, I was waiting for it. Yes, that's absolutely correct, by the way. 2005's Match Point is the movie I'm referencing. So, um, look it up. You don't already know. Actually, and the, and the series I was mentioning with Henry VIII is uh, The Tudors, for those that saw that. Like oh. I said, his star was rising, but like that's like 10 years ago at this point. So... You know, other stuff he's played of late it includes absolutely jack shit that I've actually seen. Uh, so apparently, oh yeah, he was in, in Vikings. I remember that now. He played he played the bishop. Okay, that does look familiar. Um, Crime and the Dutch was is his twelfth man. Damascus Cover, Holy Lands, Black Butterfly, Shadow Effect, London Town. This is all stuff that he's done since none of which I've ever actually seen. So anyways, aside from having steamy scenes with uh, Scarlett Johansson while they're both in their underwear, I mean, listen, it's it's a great gig if you can get it, Tokyo Jameson. Also in Mission Impossible 3, by the way, um, opposite Tom Cruise and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, I don't know if any of this is, is ringing your bell, so, but... That's I, the dude. I, I know who you're looking at. I know when you said the Tudors, I had an uh, an, an idea, uh, because while I haven't seen the Tudors, I've had people tell me um, that it's definitely worth the watch. And anytime somebody brings up the Tudors, I tell them to go watch The Wire. Um, <laughs> I mean, work. It, it it took me until 2018 to finally watch it. Um, but once I did, it was the best daggum thing, best decision that I ever made. And, and, and as Omar said, if you're going to take a shot at the king, you best not miss. Hey. Holla, boy, Omar. See, by the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go spoilers here in five, four, three, two, one. Idris Elba with the best last words I've ever seen in fucking anything is Stringer Bell. What are you waiting for, mother? So fucking money. Stringer Bell is my shit. Listen, if I were going to be a damn... I, I know for... Pop quiz, Toe. If I was going to be a notorious being of some sort, I don't know that I could be Gustavo Fring because I ain't quite that evil. I'd like to think I'm smart enough, but I don't know if I'm that guy. Like, somebody would have to run over my dog or some shit, and I'd have to go, like, evil John Wick for that to happen. Um, which I still haven't seen, by the way. Um, but... I really think if I was some sort of a criminal element, that Stringer Bell, that that fits what I would come out like. I respect you for saying that, man. I got mad, mad, mad respect for Stringer Bell because 
Avion Box Barksdale definitely wanted to keep it to the street. Bring it. Had everything he could to legitimize that game, and um, but he still had his gangster in him. So totally respect that. If I'm going to be a big bad, then I want to go with somebody with. Uh, and while it's cancel culture, he's been canceled. Uh, he's got two initials talking about Fu one Frank Underwood. If I'm going <laughs> to be any big bad um, from a TV show, I'm, other than Tony Soprano, who who caught his in in the end. And if you don't know, I'm going to repeat it for you: Tony Soprano's dead. Stay tuned for more of the last season of the Tokyo Smoke Show. What's going on, good people? It is I, the captain of the vessel, leader of Tok Nation, Tokyo Everett Jameson, here to take a minute, just a moment, to let y'all know about Blow One Clothing. Look, that's why I go for all my hiding. I try and make it look real easy for y'all. So that hoodie, Blow One. My mask for the social distancing, Blow One. And look, Blow One and Tok Nation about to bring that shit to y'all real nice. So if you know what it is and you fuck with Tote Nation, I'm telling you, go to BlowOneClothing.com. Blow, the number one, clothing.com. Let them know Tote sent you, alright? Easy. Um, I mean, there's debate. No, there is no debate. There is no debate. There's I didn't zero say debate. I'm debating you. The only thing that's truly non-debatable is that is the worst executed ending I've ever seen. It and it ain't the part not. that they don't give you an answer. It is not. It is fucking perfect. Hear me out. Okay, let me hear it. It's not the, 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 listen, the lady and the tiger concept that they throw out, which, you know, by the way, the lady and the tiger sounds like something in your social life, Tokyo, but I digress. Oh. Um, <laughs> But I have no problem with cliffhanger lady and the tiger shit. I really don't. If well executed, it's fucking bosses. Book. I get it. But when the ending does not produce that emotional reaction, and instead, what I get is, is, is... And keep in mind, I haven't seen The Sopranos. Just so many people bitched about the ending. I watched just the last episode. So I can do it from completely from an analysis standpoint. So this is where I'm at. Um, the reaction I had was not one of, oh, Will, what happened? What, who, what, where? Or even like you, yeah, they killed that fat motherfucker. No, it, it ain't none of that. I was worried that my cable went out when I saw it. The execution on that was so bad, it made it seem like a technical error, not drama. That's what I'm talking about. And... Here's what I will say to you, like I have said to everyone that I have had a conversation with. Because you only watched the last episode, you won't truly be able to grasp exactly what I am saying. And and say it now because there will be a day I make it through, and we will touch on this. So, in the very first episode of that season, Tony is having a conversation with his brother-in-law, Bobby. They're out on on the lake. Um, and Tony and uh, Carmela are visiting Bobby and uh, Tony's sister, um, Janice, out at the lake. So they're out there. They're celebrating Tony's birthday. Tony and Bobby go out on the lake. And Tony says to Bobby, I wonder what happens when you die. 
And then uh, Bobby's like, well, I guess nothing. He's like, yeah, like, why would why would you hear anything? You're dead. Right. I guess it would just go black. Like, these are actual words that they say to each other in the first episode. Then if you look at every episode of that season, the episode starts with Tony waking up. So the only thing that we're aware of is Tony's perception of everything because we are introduced to the show as he's waking up for every episode of that season. So at the end, when the screen just goes black, it's because we, only seeing things from Tony's side, no longer have anything to see. He's dead. We don't hear anything. We don't see anything because he's dead now. They tell it in the first episode. We see it. Through the entire season, it is painted black and fucking white there. I don't know why people can't appreciate it for what it is. Because when you die, you don't see it coming. Especially if you if you, if you get popped, if you get shot, assassinated. You don't see the shit coming. It just happens. You go from being conscious to not. And I'm talking if it's an instant death. Now, if you get shot and there's blood and all that shit, I mean, I get it. But if you get popped in the head, it's a wrap. I was about to say, your interpretation is that he and probably the rest of the families, including that no parking bitch in their fucking car, like four or five fucking tries and shit. I, anyways, no, but, um, uh, yeah, assuming he got shot in the head. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this much credit. And again, still pending analysis. Mm -hmm. That is the best goddamn explanation I have heard to date for it. So if nothing else, Tokyo Jameson, and, and, and for those who are listening and getting their smoke, I want you, like, I'm about to take a nice big slip. You take a nice big breath. Take that in for what Toke's answer was. I just had to drink myself some water there. <laughs> and while I'm staying hydrated, I want to welcome everybody and say, hey, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Tokyo Smoke Show. I want to welcome you to listen to and watch hilarity by default on youtube great channel go ahead and subscribe get those subscribes up baby if you go back in the vault you can find my stinking ass but i'm telling you they always got some new stuff coming so check them out hilarity by default oh i got the voice fuck yeah um, <laughs> by the way side note toka one of your episodes is still at the top of the uh, the top of the list in views so not that oh, that's yeah. a surprise, by the way. Song of the South. I, 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 that, that's ridiculous. I'm not surprised because that was honestly one of our better episodes. I mean, we touched on a lot of stuff that just needed to be said. I mean, we're talking about whether or not a movie should remain uh, banned, um, you know, by Disney because it's deemed racist. And I was the one voice saying, hey, let's release the movie because the true antagonist of the film are the white people. And I mean, that's just like, because it, it's the guy dying, it's truth. Like, I mean, that's 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 how it was. The mom made some poor choices. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I, if if I might push back a touch, Kimo Sinai didn't say to keep it banned. No, 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 no. It's not that I was saying, I didn't, I wasn't saying that I was the only person saying that it uh, shouldn't be banned. Oh, gotcha. When you said the lone voice, I'm like, what you, what you talking about? Oh, no, about, when man? you say lone voice, I was just saying with response to the to the white people being the problem. I mean, no one actually said those words except for me. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, no, I, I did not say it that boldly. Um, <laughs> but you were up. I, I will say now what I said on the episode. You're fucking right. 
I mean, no, it, 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 you 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 were the lone voice because I'm pretty sure Demos and I, if we said it, no, actually, let's put it this way: you said it first, you said it bold, and you said it in a situation, fair or not, where you would have had the most credibility doing, right? You know, so you can call that what it is either. You know, I'm just I'm just saying, like it, it, it's it's and God damn it, you delivered. What what can I tell you? Like. The only way I could have felt like I had more delivery was if I had a pizza after the episode, but just what? Anyways, no. Um, so no, check that shit out. Tokyo Jameson, bitches. Tokyo. Hey, there you <laughs> go. There you go. All right, I'm trying. I'm not going to be able to do it, but I'm, I'm going to at least let you know that the satire is there. Tokyo. Smoke show. No, we, look, you got to try it. Ladies and gentlemen, right quick before we go to this next segment, we want to give a quick shout out to K's Kicks. If you got a pair of dusty ass Nikes and you're thinking about throwing them away, don't. Clean them things up, send them over to K's Kicks. She will be dazzled in some bitches so good, make you think you had a whole new pair of shoes from Asia. K's Kicks! Yes, unfortunately, there is no such thing as K's Kicks booty picks, though. That's, that's, that is not a thing. <laughs> No, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard uh, "Happy Birthday" to Kay's Kick, you definitely should go and listen to that episode right after you finish listening to this one because we got more shenanigans on deck. You you teased it earlier, uh, Kyle. You were talking about how trippy um, WandaVision was. And yes. Folks, if you haven't um, caught up yet on Disney Plus or know someone who has a password they want to lend you, um, now there are three episodes in. Um, so, you know, the first two in black and white, the last one's in color. First two went to the effect of Dick Van Dyke in the first one, um, Bewitched in the second one. And the third episode that was in color was a more of a Brady Bunch vibe, even though it was just the two of them teaser until the end. So... What are, what are your thoughts on it, bro? Because I haven't actually been able to talk shop with you, and this is what I could... I mean, we're talking film. This is what we call talking shop. I haven't right. talked with you in a while. So what are your thoughts on WandaVision, man? This is the first Marvel we've had since uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, good call. Uh, um, uh, first of all, here's my advice. If you are a human being that does not have patience... Do not watch this show until they release every single fucking episode. Big fact. You will get frustrated. Like, I'm somebody who's pretty goddamn patient. Like, I enjoyed watching Sphere. That's how patient I am, okay? <laughs> Game of Thrones did not require multiple watchings for me to understand it. I just did it because the shit's brilliant. Motherfuckers, I lost count how many times I watched uh, the battle where the... The, uh, the dragon got involved in yes. Westeros, okay? Great fucking scene where we learn how badass Braun truly... Braun of the fucking Blackwater. Which, by the way, don't act like... You may be the captain, but don't act like you're, you're just, you know, acting like a smuggler, hiding your noble roots as, as Lord Jameson of House Toke. First of his name. Bitch. Hey. <laughs> But um, anyways, getting back. So, but it's, man, like you're really, there are hints dropped in, right? Like it, it, there's, there's, I'm getting an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vibe 
if all of it was trying to figure out why Phil Coulson was talking about Tahiti all the fucking time. Somebody at some point is going to come up and say it's a magical place. I'm be like, I done told you. Um, moreover, if you've seen like their little commercials they have in there too, are right. are are cute. I love them. And there's lots of uh, Hydra references in what? those things. I don't know if you've noticed the uh, the, um, the the Hydra logo in there in some right. of these product uh, brands. I'm going to lay some stuff on you. Do it. No, fire away, Tokyo Jameson. I, I, I don't even know really where to start because you did lay so much stuff out that I want to get into. First off, you That's talk about you how... Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> you talk about, So if you're not a patient person, you made the sense, wait till they release everything. And I totally agree with that because... The way that it's filmed, it's filmed like a Marvel movie would be, the the, the whole sense, you get that sense like, this is Marvel. You don't look at this like you looked at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is complete, you know that this is Marvel, and you're going to want an hour and a half to two hours. And you're only getting 30 minutes at a time, so, you know, you definitely should wait. Um, But I'm not going to wait, I'm going to watch it one episode at a time, because that's what the hell I do. But... The commercial specific, I love those Easter eggs. All this stuff is about Wanda. All of this is about. Is, Absolutely. Is about. So, the first one we have, we get the toaster commercial. The toaster commercial is this huge toaster that's beeping. Sounds like uh, Tony Stark's cannons, but we know that it's made by Stark, and it sounds like it's going to blow up, but it never does. And we're introduced to Wanda and her brother talking about how they um, had a Stark bomb that um, landed by them and it never blew up. So I was like, okay, that commercial is that bomb that her and her brother experienced. Then in the second one, we have the Strucker watch. Who was the person that took her and her brother to run tests on them? Strucker. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is another situation where it's another commercial based on something that happened to Wanda. And in the last commercial, it's um, a woman... Um, being able to take this soap and this this aroma from this soap is supposed to be able to help her create her own world and essentially that is what Wanda has done so all these commercials are talking about um, Wanda and it's 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 beginning to unravel um, if you saw the last episode um, with regards to um, Agnes and the neighbor Herb and he was starting to, you know, cut the shears down into the brick wall. And, you know, there's like there's something they want to say about Geraldine, but they don't quite want to say it. It's it's starting to unravel. Um, one thing that I've noticed about Vision, and I want to get your opinion on this, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this to uh, Sugar, but when we were watching it the other day, I was like, this is obviously Wanda's world because Vision would never stand behind Wanda. When there's a situation afoot, um, if you remember in Infinity War, Vision was willing to die to keep them away from Wanda because he threatened her. He's like, "Give me the stone and she'll live." And Vision was ready to go to work um, on him just to keep Wanda safe. So at the end of the second episode, when we're introduced to the Beekeeper out in the street coming through the the pothole, why is Vision standing behind Wanda? You know, for Wanda to say no and then it go in reverse. Like, this is not the vision that you knew because vision is, in fact, dead. And it raises the question, 
what is Westworld? And I, I am of the mindset to think because all this stuff has been about Wanda, the commercials that I've already explained, is it possible that these are all people that Wanda has killed? I mean, obviously she didn't do it intentionally, but in, um, what was it? In Civil War, mm-hmm. um, they, they killed a lot of people because of that bomb that Cap missed. Um, and, and Wanda tried to, to keep Cap safe. She lifted it up and it blew up a lot of people in that building. And keep in mind, it wasn't just Cap. They're in a marketplace. It was populated too. Facts. So that's what I'm saying. So she blames herself. Sure. In the words of Black Widow, she's got a lot of red on her ledger. Correct. So is it possible that all of these souls that have been lost at her hands are now populating uh, Westview? Obviously, minus Agnes, who we, I think is Agatha, Agatha Harkness. I think that's who she's going to be revealed to be. And then um, Geraldine um, is obviously Mon- Monica Rambeau. So we know that there are certain implants people are starting to show themselves as getting in, but I'm saying that the people that she appears to have control over um, because when when they're listening to the radio, her and Dottie and then we hear the, the voice come in saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you? And Wanda breaks the radio, Dottie breaks the glass but completely forgets everything that she just heard. Forgets that the radio was broken and now it's magically fixed. It's like everybody inside the town Wanda has control over for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying like she's either she's creating them or she has control over them. Like there's so many possibilities. So I'm just curious. What do you think Westworld is? Man, that's a strong take too. I'm not here to say that 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 everyone who populates it is a a a. Uh... A, a victim of Wanda's. I, I that's that's. I'm not saying it's a bad take. I just I haven't come to that conclusion. Could very well be. I think um, the beekeeper is some sort of a misplaced, or 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 um, some sort of an incursion attempt. Um, I, I couldn't tell you by whom immediately. Um. I, I, the whole beekeeper thing, I don't know if that's going to be an Ant-Man or a Wasp kind of reference, right? Oh, um, and, and not to cut you off, so what I... Ahead. My interpretation of that, obviously we know that that is one of the people from the Agents of Sword, which is why on the back of the beekeeper's uniform was a sword. Um, ah, I forgot about that. With regards to Monica Rambeau's necklace in the last episode, um, we saw that sword logo as well, but... What I have deduced from watching that episode maybe three or four times now because I'm an addict, um, (laughs) this is how she put her glasses on it. This person coming up through the manhole is her way of manipulating as best as she can someone coming into her world. And her putting that beekeeper outfit on them is just to disguise what they were actually wearing because they're coming into wearing 2020 clothes or 2025 I guess at this point because we're five years in the future because of Endgame um, mm-hmm. they're wearing that year's clothes going into her bewitched time period so this is this that the beekeeper outfit was just her manifestation of how she wanted it to be perceived to her and vision and then she says no and erases everything anyway 
Beekeeper Bewitched. Interesting. Um, no, that's not a bad take either. For, but for me, the thing we got to remember is, you're right, no, that manifestation that we're calling Vision um, is not Vision. It's Monk Dad, right? Yeah. So um, that's something that she's going to come to grips with at some point, I'm sure, um, within the episode. I'm not sure who Tommy and Billy are. Um, yeah, I know in the vision they're her kids, but are they really her kids? Like, I, I never knew that she got down. And I'm not judging if she did. Good for her. Like, listen. But, um, you know, that is a necessary element outside of taking a walk to a, a fertility clinic to make that happen. You know, so there's that. Um, that's... I like I like your walk through the commercials there too because I picked out some of those little things like the star thing and the um, the Strucker thing and and all that, but I didn't necessarily catch that all of them were references to these very important moments. That's a good point. Um, I mean, li listen, it's it's this is for people. This is kind of the 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 Easter egg reward for people who are into the MCU, um, and and. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff they did in it was silly and funny. Like, my wife doesn't think I'm funny apparently, but she laughed at the magician stuff where, where uh, something had gummed up the works with Vision. <laughs> um, you know. Um, by the way, not for nothing, Ms. Olsen in that magician's assistant outfit. Damn. But, <laughs> but um. What? Exactly. Uh, I, I'm. 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 This isn't necessarily my particular roast of coffee, but it's not a bad show by any stretch. I just, like I said, if it were, if I had known, I would have waited till everything was out before I dove in. It's not like The Mandalorian, where like I need a cigarette and a. Uh, not. I don't smoke, but you know, I would proverbially need a cigarette and a packet of ice when it's done every week. You know what I'm saying? I have to I have to get into that one and I've decided that I'm going to watch it with my oldest um, because my oldest has become the biggest Star Wars nerd like and I love it like he's a big fanboy man so um, that's a good decision you're making right there no and it's 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 crazy because we're it's it's gotten to the fact the point now as my kids are getting up the twins are getting ready to be nine um I've got shows with all of them. I've got something that I can do with each one of them individually. You know, I got Star Wars with my oldest baby girl. Um, loves Stranger Things, and that is so awesome to see her just like fall. Like she loves Eleven. Like the power that that little girl has. Like she loves it. So I'm just like all about that empowerment, little one, man. And then you know, me and my middle child, man. You know, he's a gamer. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get on the sticks and play some Mario and he's content with that, man. So, or, or what makes it so, so awesome, bro. We've got some of the old school Nintendo games on the, on the Nintendo Wii. So he and I play Streets of Rage. Woo! You even did the one that crosses the platform and good. It's like, that's a Sega game, son. Yes, yes, Streets of Rage, man. You can do all that. Got to show this dude some final fight at I'm, some point. Look, I'm, look, it's coming. It's coming. It, it By the way, also what she said. Moving on. Big time fight. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the last season of the Tokyo Smoke Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to do this while he's on the air because I've got to show love and pay respect. I called this man Senor Fancy. I went into this man's home and called him a fancy son of a bitch. Um, because was it that or a fancy motherfucker? I forget which, but go with you. We'll go with yours. Either way, <laughs> it was Senor Fancy. So <laughs> I, I went to this man's house and I called him Fancy in front of his wife. Because he had an advent calendar, and now that I have a living advent calendar... At your of, living feet! ...made of socks from the Peacock hit show, The Office. I can't say Netflix. It's 100% Peacock now, baby. So, shouts to you for that, man. That one pair of socks that says Scott's tight is absolutely it bro like that's like that's 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 it it's 12 pairs of socks all office themed and this man knows that i'm an office nerd so even though they took the office off of netflix it doesn't change the fact that i'm the motherfucker that you want on your team if you're doing trivia night oh because i, I know the value of a stanley nickel to a shrew buck holla at your boy oh shit bro like i mean if we can have a quick conversation on like it, it would be LeBron James in Cleveland winning the championship if I recruited you for that trivia night. And I'm assuming that everybody else is just bad at office trivia, which may not be the case, but I'm still going to toss him the ball and he's still going to dunk on somebody. And, and you know, there you go. That I am going to do. I like trivia. I, I like trivia. That's, that's one of the nerdy things about me. Like, I, I'll accept that one for what it is. I like trivia at me i don't care like i just it, it, it's fun because I, I and i'm 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 uber competitive i realized that today we went bowling um for a company event um because you know my my branch is kicking ass and taking names <laughs> and so so corporate came down they wanted to reward us so they took us bowling they gave us pizza and i haven't bowled in years and i haven't done a whole lot of socially socializing socializing because you know, COVID. No, so, no. right. So we went bowling today and immediately when I put my fingers through the fucking holes of this damn ball, I was said. immediately, yes, you did. I was immediately reminded of competition. I'm not good at bowling. I'm telling you, I was reminded of competition because that is exactly what it was. I put my fingers through the hands of this ball and then competition. I was just like, I, I have to win. And I knew I wasn't great. I, I, I honestly bowled a gutter ball on like the second frame of the first game. But <laughs> competition. It didn't matter because I wanted it. Because I, I, I ended up with like a 144. Because competition. You are right. Frodo Baggins taking on the Urukai with that blue ass sword sting. And like, listen, I may not win. But someone's getting stabbed with this mother. Somebody's getting stabbed. I, I look, I'm not going to take everybody down. I may lose, but somebody's coming with me. And if hey, I'm going to my maker today, if I meet my maker today, I'm not going by myself. We holding hands, bitch. 
And as it would turn out, you got a 144. Somebody found that mithril on your shit. Boom. Boom. By the Boom. way, uh, since you like to announce when you begin the second edition of your Fat Spliff, I'm over here uh, cracking over this modern traditional with little hints of pineapple and coconut. Like, this shit right here. Like, um... It's easy like Sunday morning. Like, that that's the music that goes on as you sit on your front porch and drink this delicious, delicious joy. You know. Sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Like, those words hit true. Bing! So, yes. all right. I gotta, cause y'all know we we getting close to that time. We've been on y'all. Y'all know y'all are used to a certain length. Well, of, <laughs> if they're not used to a long length from Tokyo Jameson, they ain't looking at the right pictures. Boom! There is one thing I want to get in before we wrap up, if you don't mind. Please do. Cause if, if for those who remember dinner time, we did have our 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 maitre d's and and, and waiters and our bussers, and among them were. Jean-Luc and Cisco. Jean-Luc and Cisco. That's right. There's a reason why we had Jean-Luc and Cisco. Like they they were they were fantastic at what they did within the universes that we referenced. Now 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 Toke, help me out with something. Are you a Trekkie in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Even a little bit. I, I am I am familiar with more of the films than the show, but yes. Okay. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. And, and for those for those of you fellow travelers aboard who are in fact of of star trek persuasion i'm talking to you here as well since you f follow the movies and, and not the show so much i'm gonna let you off the hook but me and my wife recently concluded star trek enterprise scott nice. motherfucking bacula aka the guy from quantum leap aka paul blake from necessary roughness and god Pretty. damn it if you don't know who paul blake is watch the fucking movie Sinbad's in it! Anyways. Um, and a young Jason Bateman. And a young Jason fucking Bateman. There you go. There's a lot of people in this bitch. Let's be real. Larry Miller is in it. An excellent stand-up. Evander Holyfield is in it. Kathy um, Ireland. Jerry Rice. Kathy Ireland. <laughs> Anyways. Why, why'd you do that? You threw me off my fucking swag, bro. Shit. Anyways. Um... Scott Bakula, of course, is in Enterprise as Captain Jonathan Archer. Listen, all you members of Trek Nation out there, I got issue with every one of you sons of bitches. And let me tell you why. Oh, come out swinging. Yeah, I do. You want to be all up in my shit with James Tiberius Kirk. Want to tell me he's all that in a bag of motherfucking chips. Bitches, Jonathan Archer. Fuckers. What's wrong with you people? Jonathan fucking Archer is not only the bee's knees, but he's the goddamn jam. He has the ability to 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 shape and be flexible with any situation like you would expect from a Jean-Luc Picard, but he's just as likely to punch you in your motherfucking face. Like one Benjamin Lafayette Cisco. Which, by the way, I always love saying his full name because Lafayette's a fucking boss-ass name. 
It really, really is. Like, there's there's a guy I worked with who, who I forget his last name, but his first name was LaFontaine, man. That's fucking boss. Anyways, um, guess where he was from, Toke? Anyways. Anyways, so Jonathan fucking Archer's the man. Come at me if you want. I'll debate and win. But here's the real thing that pisses me off. You want to you stroke Kirk because he's the original and pull the foundation defense and all that bullshit. Maybe he's more handsome. Fine. Fine. You can be wrong, but fine. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers hit Dr. Flox for me. Dr. Flox is the man. Now, Toke, I don't know if you know who Dr. Flox is, Toke. Maybe familiar. you don't. But your motherfucking stinking ass better. And the only reason why I can't lay down the full argument here is there's at least one thing he does that I'm not going to reveal to you. I can't do it. Can't do it. Because if I do it here on this show, Tokyo Jameson, I would have ruined it for you. And listen, as much as I've ruined Johnny Redwood, I can't do that to you here. Okay? Like, listen, it's four seasons. Granted, they're about 20-something shows a season because it's a fucking network show i know but by the end of season two i'm expecting a text from you probably earlier but by the end of season two i'm expecting a text from you that goes something along the lines kyle what's up fan fire emojis like you do (laughs) and then something to the effect of dr vlogs is that dude something like or some variation there, Doctor I mean, fucking flocks, bitch. What? That sounds a lot more like me, like than some of the other shenanigans that people are putting out there. So yes, that was a very good, uh, uh, and you know, text impersonation. Yes, I love that text. <laughs> I don't even know what else to call it, but yes, that text impersonation works. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to. Two parts Tokyo Smoke Show, three parts dinner time, five parts awesome. Eat it up. Kyle Nash has absolutely brought that work this entire episode, and I'm glad to have my brother on. Anytime I can connect with this guy on the airways trying to talk to y'all by talking to him. All me and him are doing really, we're catching up right now in a way that is very, very fun and very, very funny. And you are very, very wet. So, Kyle, wet. Now, <laughs> wet. now is when I take the microphone, I take it out of its box, I give it to you and say, hey, man, you can plug what you want and then leave a message with the people. If you want to give them praise, say, hey, guys, if you want to tell them to suck a dick, you can do that, too. A whole bag. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a a, a family-sized bag. A sheriff. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking this one of these motherfuckers up in Sam's that has detergent in it. That many, yes, no. That many bad. <laughs> so yes, the floor is yours. And the floor is yours. Man, no, I, I have no, I have no reason to to issue a bag of D's for uh, that could also hold kitty litter to 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 Toke Nation. No, Toke Nation is wonderful for one reason and one reason alone, and that is for supporting this bad motherfucker right here. I still, see, here's the thing, Toke, and I'm gonna explore this quickly as part of my uh, departure here. This guy here says he's a piece of shit all the time. Well, if he's a piece of shit, then I'm already flushed and in the reclaimed water system, cause I ain't got the kind of pull he has on the social medias. People still think I'm on MySpace compared to this motherfucker right here anyways. 
So <laughs> my space jokes always get him. Granted, it's not going to get his head rolling back laughing on a toilet like he did in my house one time. But that's a whole other business with the dap. <laughs> that's a story you could tell on a different talk show, man. That's how that's how badass I am. I'm teasing your next fucking episode. And I, I, I'm going to be on it, but that's okay. I want my dude to succeed. And thank you, Toke Nation, for doing your part in that. Of course, if you want to follow with this stankin' ass right here, you can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the student of the game. And check out my works with the threepointconversion.com. You know a few of the cats over there. One, Raphael Haynes, maybe Tokyo, you know that guy. Matt, Mike Patton, I'm going to be doing some shit talk here the night after this episode, which, listen, talking to you and going to a straight arrow like my dude Mike Patton afterward, there's a culture shock for you. Fuck. Why don't you just have, you know, two live crew front for a Christian rock band, for fuck's sake? Anyways. Uh... <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> of course, check out my shows as well. Uh, Beyond the Buzzer on the Beyond the Buzzer Facebook page. We do the live stream also on Blackjack TV with our good friend and producer, Bobby Blackjack. Of course, me, Danny Thompson, the host. I, I come in as the tag team partner. You know a little bit about that. We talk some sport. I know that Tokyo Jameson doesn't do the sport world in anything anymore, and I don't disrespect that. But hey, listen, if you want to hear my golden pipes, get Danny Thompson right in the sports world when he, on the rare occasions where he does blunder, check that out. Moreover, Hilarity by default, the dude mentioned it already. Maybe you're not into sport and you're into art forms instead. Don't worry, you'll be entertained by me and the host of that show, Demosthenes Euclid, and his fantastic video editing stylings on the Hilarity by Default YouTube page. That's a great time all the way around. And no, I'm not just saying it because I'm on the motherfucker. There's an episode without me on it. It's just him and Doug Demos. And guess what? Still epic. Hashtag booyah. How many years ago was that now? I was in Cuba. That was in 2018. Thick. Anyways, um, you can look at the sky all you want to, Tokyo Jameson. For those at home, we are Skyping so I can see him looking curious and try to remember. Listen, I remember when I was in Cuba, bitch. Um, don't worry. It was for diving. I wasn't in trouble. Anyways. Um, so, yes. Fellow travelers. I can't call them fellow travelers. I'll just call them travelers because I don't smoke. But thank you for supporting my man. Tokyo Jameson. I tried to keep him on the mic for as long as I can with dinner time, and he has come back to serve all of you with his fantastic styling. So find find this man, smoke with this man, make the line long, and hey, if you want to, throw throw some coins his way, man. Listen, toss a coin to your motherfucking witcher. What? A valley of plenty. You seen the witcher yet? Anyways. <laughs> Alright, my God, that's what I'm talking about, folks. You heard everything that this man is involved in. You're talking about a, a guy coming up on trying to be the busiest man in show business, and I got to say, he's a student of the game. He brings that work. Folks, I'll tell you really quickly, as best as I can, that story dude was talking about, and we're going to get the hell out of here. Uh, go down to stay with my main Damien Nell Carter, and... Uh, <laughs> I'll bring the family with me. Uh, one morning, uh, we wake up and uh, we're staying uh, at this place and I go to relieve myself and I take my phone with me because I, you know, on on the, you know, the Twitters, laughing at the Facebooks and whatnot, because I think I may have still been on Facebook back then. 
But I'm scrolling down a timeline and I find this guy getting these kids to dab and they would dab and then, you know, everybody was so excited and then they get to this last kid and his dad... <laughs> He's so gone. Look at that. He, yep, the head's back. You know, there, I'm, I would imagine there's only two times when Tomio, Tokyo Jameson, Tomio Jacobson, Tokyo Jameson throws his head back like that. When it's really funny, or somebody's doing very well on a particular portion of his anatomy. <clears throat> and that is not lies. So, so, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell y'all what, man. Thank y'all for continuing to show love. I, I encourage you to go back and listen to every episode of the season. I've had some phenomenal guests on this year. Uh, and I'm thankful for all the continued love and support. Um, more show, More smoke shows on the horizon. So keep on listening. Subscribe. Share it to your friends. And that whole nine. Man, y'all know what I'm about to say, so get ready for it. We're going to step out proud in your flaws with no draws. Stay high in first class ass. And we're going back to do it. We're going to be back to do it again. Higher, better, and we're going to get a whole lot wetter. Peace. <laughs> class for Smith.